Hi, and welcome to Y2K Group Chat. This is a series about how artists navigate through their practice and a behind-the-scenes look into their lives. Y2K Group is an art agency and advisory focused on supporting emerging artists in New York and beyond. Anjali Rathod is an emerging artist from the Philadelphia area. She works in Brooklyn, New York, and received a BFA from the School of the Museum of Fine Arts in affiliation with Tufts University, Boston. Anjali currently has a solo exhibition called Open Portal at Y2K Group in New York on view until November 21st. Recent solo and two-person exhibitions include What Fires a Burning Room, Interstate Projects, Brooklyn, Anjali Rathod, Serban Ionescu, Safe Gallery, Brooklyn. Recent group exhibitions include Reality Used to Be a Friend of Mine, Selena's Mountain, Online, Y2K Now, Y2K Group Online, Sour, Rubber Factory, New York, Family Show, Safe Gallery, Brooklyn, Hypnosis, Y2K Group, New York, Object of Desire, curated by Amanda Martinez, Tiger Strikes Asteroid, Brooklyn, Easy Lover, Selena's Mountain, Ridgewood, Queens, Rathod has participated in residencies at the Malay Colony of the Arts, the studios of Mass Mocha, North Adams, Massachusetts, and the Shandakan Project, Storm King Arts Center, Mountainville, New York. Anjali Rathod's work will be featured on Y2K Now, which is presented online through our website. This is a direct-to-consumer platform that allows viewers to purchase artwork instantly. Anjali will have watercolors, drawing, and a painting that will go live on October 30th. The following episode was recorded in late September 2020. Enjoy. Hello. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Okay, how are you? Doing well. Hi. Hi, Bernadette. How's it going? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm okay. Happy Friday. (laughs) Happy Friday. (laughs) Have you done a podcast before? No, I haven't. So I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. <laughs> we're starting? Yeah, I think we're starting. Can you please pronounce your name so I don't mistake it or mess up at all? Anjali Rathod. Anjali. Okay, perfect. So how are you doing today? I'm fine. Um, I'm in the studio. Nice. Uh, yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. We're just in our living room on the floor. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you working on right now? Well, I am trying to finish up some paintings that I started over the past, I don't know, two or three months. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a ton of stuff, but um, and hopefully maybe it'll be in the show at Y2K. We'll see. Um, Fun. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing here. Cool, cool. Where's your studio? It's in, I think it's Bushwick. It's um, it's sort of near the Myrtle Wyckoff stop. So it's like kind of further towards Bed-Stuy. Cool. And yeah, it's good. That's cool. How long have you been there? Um, I've been here for probably like a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I think you came to my old studio that was in Long Island City. Um, um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty big like 
kind of warehouse building. Um, I really liked it there, but they they kicked out all the artists. So <laughs> now oh, I'm here, wow. and it's actually yeah. Um, this studio is actually closer to where I live, so it's oh, nice. convenient. Yeah, it's convenient, especially since lockdown and all that. Started. Yeah. Do you want to talk about sort of first memories with art and like what kind of made you interested in pursuing art? Um, You know, if it's like from childhood or, or when you're a little bit older. Um, Yeah, it's, I guess I've always been pretty creative. So I remember when I was, when I was like really young, I was like always like drawing. Um, I like to like write stories and like illustrate them. It's just like something I've always done. When I got older, like in high school, I, I guess I started taking it a bit more seriously because I had this art teacher, Mr. Miller, who was like really, he was like pretty supportive of like, he was, like, really encouraging of people, like, going to, like, art school and, like, building up portfolios and that sort of thing. Um, and that's sort of when I decided I wanted to, like, pursue art, like, in college. Um, but, yeah, when I, was, when I was young, it was just kind of, like, something I was always drawn to. I didn't really, like, go to museums or anything like that. Um, it was more like, I guess I spent a lot of time by myself, and it was just sort of one of those things I needed to occupy my time. Cool. Did Did you have any, like, influences when you were younger other than your your teacher? Or, or like, I don't know, was there anything, like, that you've, you know, come across when you were younger that kind of inspired what you were, like, drawing or um, creating at that age? I guess probably... One of the bigger things was just like watching TV, <laughs> like, wow. like you know, like lowbrow, like you know, just like spending a lot of time like in front of the TV and like you know, Power Rangers and nice, I don't know, wow. stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And my parents were just like not interested in art really at all, so I didn't have like that sort of background where we were like going to museums or like. Anything like that. I mean, I did. I did look like at a lot of picture books, so that was probably like a pretty big influence, I guess. Just like you know, kids stuff. Um, And then, I mean, my parents did have like in the house, um, like religious, uh, like little statues and things like that. I think that probably had some kind of impact on kind of my visual vocabulary or something, you know? Interesting. What was it about the statues? Um, They're just, like, they're, like, figures with, like, kind of, like, multiple arms. You know, they're, they're they're like, Hindu, like, kind of stuff. So, and um, they had, like, a little shrine in the closet, and, like, that also had, like, kind of small paintings in there that are kind of like beautiful and like really colorful. Um, So we had like stuff like that around. And I guess, I think that had, I feel like that still like is part of like, you know, it's a big part of my memory of looking at art as a kid. That's really awesome. Yeah. 
Do your parents know that? Um, I don't think so. We don't really talk about like my, my like my career, like that, or like influences like that. Yeah, yeah. But they know that I like them because like when my dad went to India, like. I don't know. It was like years ago. Like I asked him to like bring me back a couple like just kind of kitschy like little paintings like that. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not religious at all. I just like I just enjoy like the paintings. So yeah. I do have a couple just like in my apartment. Cool. So what did your parents think when you told them that you wanted to, you know, pr- you know, be a painter to be an artist? Um, they were like really not into it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, <laughs> my teeth, my art teacher, like actually called my mom and tried to convince her, like I could do like medical illustration. I think like something oh, like weird, like oh, that. Wow. that. Um, That's so interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah, they were just like super not into it, but they were also not like. They were not really involved in, like, my whole college application process. So I ended up just applying to wherever I wanted. <laughs> and, nice. um, yeah, so that's just sort of how that happened. Um, but, yeah, they were really – my mom especially was just, like, really, like, afraid for me not being able to make a living. I think that's, like, really where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they're, like – they're really softer about it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's but really interesting. <laughs> That's why it was just like, it was a little rougher a few years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting that uh, that your teacher said that you could be a medical illustrator because I feel like some of your pieces, especially the ones where you can see like uh, the, the intestine. Digestion. Yeah, the digestion. Like, I don't know. I just thought of that immediately. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was, like, really, I used to, like, really be into, like, looking at sort of medical books and, like, kind of, like, gruesome, like, weird stuff like that. I don't know. Back when Rotten.com was a thing, like, all that kind of, like, gory oh. kind of things. Um, and, at the, and at the time, my mom, my both my, no, well, yeah, just my mom was a, like, a lab tech in a hospital, so mm-hmm. she had all these books of, like about like blood so I would um so she, like from when she had been in school like many years ago so I like ended up like collaging with them and um drawing them like for like a really long time so I guess like that was also another thing that sort of informed my I don't know my interest in art that's so interesting yeah Sorry, what's Ron.com? Rotten.com. Oh, Rotten.com. <laughs> ah. I was like, what did I... <laughs> are, you, are you familiar with that website? No, I, I'm <laughs> not. Never heard of it. Oh. It's like, it was like this website, probably like early 2000s, like maybe late 90s. And it just had like all these like really fucked up photos. Um, some of them were like too much for me. But, like, some are just kind of, like, I don't know, like, gross medical stuff. And, like, uh, they're also, like, dead bodies. Like, really, like, kind of, like, terrible, really terrible stuff that, like, I wouldn't have this stomach for now that I'm, like, older. Yeah. (laughs) But as, like, an adolescent. (laughs) As an adolescent, I was like, oh, this is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because I literally just like looked it up right now, but I don't. There's like nothing that pops up. <laughs> oh, they may have taken yeah, it I'm off. Sure, yeah, I'm sure like Reddit or something has like taken over that. Oh, cult. probably right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you grow up? Like what area? Um, I grew up in a suburb outside of Philly. So did you know you always wanted to move to New York? Not really. I didn't really know anything about like the art world or its history or anything like that. Um, when I wanted to go to art school, I did visit and I was pretty overwhelmed. Mm. Um, but after I went to college or like when I was in college, I did spend like a semester here, like doing this program called New York video program. And so I like, I got to live here for a time. Yeah. It's like associated with Parsons. You said you were overwhelmed by the city. Yeah. That was just when I was like a teenager. Mm. Um, so I did want to live in a city. It's just, I don't know, for some reason I chose Boston, which is like kind of a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like there for yeah. you? Um, uh, well, <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of hated it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird place. It's uh, <laughs> Did know. you live in Boston at any point? Well, actually, I went to RISD, so... I'd oh, go to Boston. Okay. I'd go to um, Middle East, that venue, music venue, oh, yeah. to see a lot of shows and stuff. And yeah, it was like only an hour on the train, I think. Um, yeah, they're really close. But yeah, I would, or I, you know, I'd go to the MFA. The museum was really nice. But I mean, it's such a weird, like Cambridge, like the college town. It's and like MIT was always creepy whenever I walked by. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a weird feelings from that place. But um Yeah, I mean elaborate. I'm <laughs> elaborate on those weird feelings, please. Uh it just always felt like like there's you know, there's a lot of people around, of course, but whenever I was like kind of around there, kinda of like walking by, it just felt like kind of creepy or <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> Or maybe it's yeah, just it like, creepy. Yeah, <laughs> just like my ideas of like what, what they're doing there, you know, and, but anyways, um, yeah. So you went to undergrad in Boston? Yeah, I went to the museum school. So oh, cool. it was cool. Yeah, it was cool having the museum right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would go there all the time. Um, and that was like. My first like real like education, you know, and looking at you know, looking at fine art, you know, art history and that sort of thing. It was like real big jump from what I had been looking at before. Um and the school is really small. Mm-hmm. Um it, you don't have majors or grades. So it's like very kind of like you have to direct yourself. Yeah. Which is like something I did like about the school sometimes, and then other times it's kind of like I don't know what I'm doing, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, like I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. Like I don't know if I'm taking the right classes, or so. And ended up I think being good for me because it did prepare me for just you know being an artist and like making my own work and doing my own sort of reading and stuff and figuring out what I want to do. 
Um, and I got to experiment in other mediums, which may have not been possible at like some other schools. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Boston was just like, like a very weird place to be <laughs> for four years. <laughs> kind <Yeah>. of depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so what were the other mediums that you explored? Um, I did a lot of photography when I first got there. Um, and I would, I don't know, I like tried my hand at street photography, stopped doing that. Um, then I was like drawing and like manipulating film and doing photos. Um, but I stopped, yeah, I stopped doing that. And I did take some sculpture classes, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like you'll I ever <laughs> Do you feel like you'll ever revisit uh those mediums again or like are there any ways that that's incorporated into your work now? Um I don't know if I would ever do like photography again, but I don't know, you never know. Um <laughs> I did I recently like made some ceramic work, which I never did ceramics in college. I just wanted to try it. Um and it was fun. Cool. Um, so there's like something about like manipulating other like materials besides paint that is like I think it's helpful sometimes with the painting to like have a different perspective. But yeah, I, I pretty much just am doing the paintings and drawings now, and then like the little bit of ceramics. Cool. Which I don't. Yeah. Don't really know where they're going, but you know it's fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. Sounds good. So I'm really interested in learning more about, well, I know I have in your studio, I've been very fortunate to do so, but I'm, I would love to hear more about uh, your work now. And specifically, I remember when we went to go visit, Matthew and I, uh, you were talking a lot about uh, spiritual elements in your work and specifically like ghosts and, um, and how some of that actually is... Um, you know, visible in the work. So I'm really curious about that. Oh, sure. Um, I guess like this whole kind of strain of work I've been making for the past couple of years have been centered around like, like life and death cycle and grieving and kind of everything intertwined with that. Um, so I guess one of the starting points for me were like a few books that had to do with like these like kind of othered like red monsters on road trips and like sort of their journeys, personal journeys. And sorry, I'm going to kind of be all over the place when I talk about this. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, but I kind of wanted to like create my own character who's on their own journey and I like call her Red, and she's kind. Of, she's in some paintings and on others, but she kind of informs like this like narrative that I have that's sort of circular. Oh. And oh yeah, it's a circular kind of face, right? Um, it can be like human. It's more like the human sort of looking mm-hmm. like figures in the paintings. Oh, um, oh okay. Oh, it's the actual figures. Yeah. yeah. And I was, I don't know, I was just, like, kind of, like, watching a lot of, like, movies and stuff and, like, TV or, like, kind of, like, 
pick up on certain things that had to do with like grieving and like death. And there was actually this one episode of the show Monk. Oh, I love Monk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love Tony Shalhoub. I I love him too. (laughs) Um, Well, there's a scene in one episode where, well, you know, in the whole show, like he's, he's grieving his wife who was mm. killed and then there's this one episode where he gets like buried alive by this killer that he's like you know on the trail of figuring out who they killed and all this stuff and so he gets buried alive and he starts he has like this candle and like it starts burning kind of the oxygen away and he starts hallucinating his late wife and she's like so they have all these conversations in different places i don't know it's something about that just really stuck with me like this you know when you lose someone there's like this sort of like psychedelic experience like it kind of opens like this kind of portal into another Mm -hmm. world where you're like imagining like where they are and like you know what they're doing and like just like it just kind of opens another like imaginative space Mm-hmm. I think, and but it's like really intense. So I think that's like kind of a psychedelic element. I know to me. Is, um, mm. So that sort of is like what is informing these paintings. Um, so it's like some of the paintings are sort of like imagining the place where someone might be after they are gone, and there are also paintings that are sort of show I don't know there's sort of these in-between places where you're kind of like the characters just try to summon a ghost or a spirit and trying to just communicate on the other side um so there's like sort of like the spiritual element to it that's so interesting I was picturing uh sort of like the painting being the seance almost yeah yeah it's kind of like that that's so cool and I sort of, I think for me, it's like what painting, like that's what painting kind of is for me. It's like kind of like imagining another world and like communicating with my subconscious and like with other people. It's a medium. It's literally the medium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's really that interesting. That is really cool. So that's kind of like what I've been working through, like in the paintings. Do you receive images or or do you see certain visions sort of waking life like when you're making the work or I'm sure like in dreams maybe are they ever like sort of downloaded to you? Um I wouldn't say it's quite I'm not like I wouldn't say I'm actually like a very spiritual person in that way like I don't get visions or <laughs> Matthew's um, having a spiritual awakening so he's asking everyone uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding that's cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to I used to um kind of paint from dream imagery a few years ago like when I I had taken a break from painting after college and then for and a few years I was just trying and then when I was trying to get back into painting I was started I started started just like with dream imagery um and I don't really do that anymore but there there is sort of like a dreamy quality 
to the painting. There is. That I'm yeah. Doing. yeah, there's also, I've noticed like the moon. Can you explain a little bit about the moon? It is quite an element that is repeated in your work. Yeah, there. everyone thinks, sees them as like moon faces, but for me, they're like not actually moon. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like these like spirits and or like mm-hmm. ghosts that pop up. And I don't know, for me, like kind of the inspiration is actually just like um, kind of like we're just staring into the dark and these kind of like blobs of light sort of start appearing. Wow. Um, That's cool. Kind of like orbs. So, yeah, like orbs. So it's like, yeah, they're more like orbs than moons, mm. but. <laughs> cool. Yeah, totally. But I like, I get the moon thing for sure. Do the more is like mm-hmm. little spirits. That's so cool. Wow. Are they like there to, to protect the the person in the paintings or, or red or are they kind of just like there like all around us? I mean, I kind of, I kind of believe that, that spirits are around us all the time. Yeah. I don't really see, I, sometimes they're protective and sometimes they're just like observers uh. and maybe figments of like the imagination of the, like figure a character who's like trying to summon like someone who's lost or summon something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're just, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what they're thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just exist. Yeah. They kind of arrive. Yeah. So cool. Also the butterflies. I'm really curious about the butterflies. I, I love butterflies, <laughs> but I don't know if you want to g- give them meaning or like, what's the meaning? Of those? Um, I guess what interests me in them is that they're in, there are a couple cultures, but I know like in Greek, Greek mythology, they're called the psyche and they're supposed to be like spirits of like the deceased. Mm. Um sort of like another kind of like spirit that's kind of in the paintings um spirit like or sorry butterflies and moths um sort of like the night animals yeah that's that's my main interest in them mm-hmm. and like there's transformation like they're like they're so like such extreme transformation is really interesting to me i mean i know like butterflies are sort of like very cliche but i'm very drawn to them (laughs) i love butterflies too i don't think they're very cliche and when you were saying the night it's really interesting because i didn't realize that a lot of if if not most of your paintings they kind of do you know depict like a illumination illumination it seems to me whatever action is happening it is present in in the night in the dark I don't know. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, a lot of the work, I think, there's like variations of glowing light, candlelight, vigil light, or um, otherworldly, like ghostly spirit light. And there are also like different light sources as well. So it feels very important in the process. Because I, I know you paint pretty slow as well. Yeah, it takes me, I don't know, sometimes I'm slow, sometimes they go faster. But I think it's like part of it, but it's just like the way that I 
like apply the paint like it's sort of like a watercolor but there's like thin layers so I think that sort of gives it that it's like illuminated by the the gesso you know that's kind of how the light source on the actual painting happens um like Mm -hmm. rather than like adding white at the end later on so yeah I think like just like the sort of night scene makes it seem it's like a little more magical and it kind of gives it like the feeling where you're not in a real place Mm -hmm. which is kind of what I'm going for is like kind of in between like a real like you know this is a bedroom or this is like being outside or this is a kitchen table and then it's like sort of in between that and like this like dream world that doesn't really exist yeah they're very dreamy for sure I think so (laughs) yeah and they get kind of like abstract Mm -hmm. so there's like this kind of push and pull between the two I'm sort of like interested in and you're talking a little bit about um sort of imagining or, or envisioning these uh, outer reach worlds that people like maybe when they pass away they they go through or go to or um exist in like in between the afterlife and maybe even like ascending i'm sort of interested in hearing your thoughts about that and beliefs about that as well yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, a heavy question, Matt. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, the paintings are sort of, like, partially, like, me just trying to, like, work through that in some way, but I don't I don't really have any real beliefs around it. I think, like, having lost someone close to me, like, I want to imagine, like, I want to imagine that, like, they still exist on some plane, you know, but... Mm-hmm. And I think that is like a lot of people maybe feel that way. Like in that moment, you're like, we have to be there. They have to be somewhere. Um, but I don't really know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's also possible that there's nothing, you know, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't know either. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not I don't I'm not religious. I'm not like actually I wouldn't say I'm like a super spiritual person mm-hmm. either. Um so yeah, it's hard. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, you know, it's um the way you're describing it interested me, like the space in between leaving the physical plane and then like actually the afterlife or whatever that is. Um, it sort of made me think about loss because you're talking about like watching TV a lot when you're younger, but I, I know that um, that show dealt with that a little bit and, you know, had that kind of mm-hmm. controversial ending. I never saw it, so. I recommend The Leftovers if you haven't seen that one. The Leftovers. Which is on HBO and it's very, um, it feels very like maybe too relevant to like the current to current events like it starts it starts with like two million people suddenly disappear and it's sort of like the first 
season in particular is kind of like dealing with like the aftermath um and like there's a lot of like stuff around like grief and how people deal with it and like you know all these cults pop up um yeah it's it's like a really well done show and i think the ending is better than lost (laughs) Um, (laughs) i know people are still bitter about lost Um, (laughs) yeah it's like lost sopranos i wanted to ask you about um because the first time I saw your work was at uh, Interstate Projects uh-huh. a few years ago. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you about that show. And is that work kind of similar to the the current work now? Or do you think you've kind of gone through like a, you know, sort of evolution? I feel like that, that was like the beginning of like this whole, like all the stuff I was talking about. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, my first time of, like, making work that was, like, specifically around, you know, death, dying, grief, um, mourning, um, and all of that. Um, and for that, like, I really, I, like, I kept writing, I was, like, writing down, like, okay, so red, red, red like, goes here, then this happens to her, then this happens to her, then this happens to her. And it wasn't meant to be red, like, you know, in the space that way. But for me, it was like kind of a structure for me to like make it make sense all together, make the work all work together. Um, And that has continued to like inform the work that I'm doing now. Um, So this sort of, I'm still kind of, I'm still working through those ideas. Um, And I think I will be for a while but yeah I really enjoyed making those paintings and it felt like I was touching on something that like meant something to me and yeah it felt like that was like when that came together it's like okay I think I sort of know what direction I want to go in and yeah the work I'm doing for your show at YTK is kind of dealing with similar stuff do you usually use acrylic or is there other types of materials that you like to use? Because your your work does look very, like, looks very fine. Like, it just, it's so clean. But the, you can tell there's, like, layers to it, though. Yeah, I, it's acrylic and flash, which is a vinyl paint. Oh, yeah. It dries, it's, like, has kind of, like, almost a powdery finish to it. I think maybe that's what that is. Um, and because the paint is not applied um, like very heavily, it's like pretty thin layers. I think that like when it builds up, it kind of keeps that sort of clean like look to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. And I just mix with water. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. It's very simple, but but I feel like the layers are or like the actual um, figures are so complex and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, watercolor is pretty hard actually to master. Um, and if you're sort of painting in that way, it's like you have to have a lot of patience and like kind of confidence in the hand because like if you kind of do a mess up, it's hard to like, you can't really paint over it in a way. 
Yeah, what's good about painting on canvas is that you can go over it. <laughs> like on paper, <laughs> it's like impossible. Yeah. Um, but if I don't like a part, I can, I can sand it down and then paint over it with like white flash, which it just keeps it really flat and like still that kind of absorbent powdery finish. So oh, it doesn't end up looking too out of place, which yeah. is what I really like about like working larger scale and with canvas and um, yeah, the acrylic paints and stuff rather than working just on paper. I love the, I love that powdery finish to it. I, I, I couldn't think of the word, but that's exactly what it is. There's like a, I don't know, just, it's just it's so very, very beautiful. Matte, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matte, yeah. Is it like kind of like gouache a little, or is it like softer than gouache? It's like gouache. Um, I haven't worked a lot with gouache, so I can't say if it would work the same way on like canvas. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's very flat. It's the way gouache is. Um, I just water it down a lot and you can mix it with like the acrylic and oh, nice. it stays, kind of turns everything into that kind of matte finish, which is, so if I, I, it kind of keeps the paintings from looking too like plastic, like it's right. a coat of plastic, which is the issue sometimes with um, working with acrylic, which is I think why a lot of people prefer oils. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So you basically use flash as a medium and a color with the acrylic. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Do you make a lot of the drawings in the studio or do you kind of make them at home or do you make studies for the paintings? Is the drawing aspect separate in terms of like series or um, the imagery? I draw kind of everywhere. Um, when I used to go to the office, I would sometimes draw there just like a little like pieces of scrap paper um and sometimes those would turn into paintings um but usually i do i have like these notebooks and i just will do really quick drawings in um like pencil or pen and sometimes i'll draw them multiple times and that will kind of turn into a study and they they change a lot once they i start painting um and then I do make like more finished drawings as well, which usually are separate from the paintings because they, if they're too finished, I can't really, there's not room for me, I think. It's, it's just like a different type of drawing. Um, and those I usually do in the studio, but since the pandemic, I ended up taking most of my drawing stuff to my apartment. And that's where I've been doing more of the like works on paper, so like watercolors and making more finished drawings and not so many sketches at home. I, I kind of save that for like when I'm in the studio and looking at everything and um, like all the paintings that I have around. Yeah, that sort of thing. But yeah, drawing is just kind of, it's like the backbone of all the, all the work. Um, even though I don't make, I don't, I feel like I don't make a ton of drawings that like I could actually like, show to anyone. Okay. Like they're, they're mostly like 
sketches that maybe like don't look like anything. Yeah. Um, so like to me, it's like, okay, this is going to be a painting. Um, yeah, but I, I have been making more like finished drawings at home since like I wasn't going to the studio as much with the pandemic. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. Maybe we could uh, talk a little bit about that. Like, um, sort of, I guess, like what, what happened, how did it affect your, your life and studio practice, studio practice? I mean, it's, I guess it's sort of been six months now or so. It's been six months. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I never stopped completely going to the studio I was really freaked out just like being outside for a while and like in the common area like the hallways like sometimes there'd be people around like not wearing masks so I was like so I stopped going like as often but I I did come in to like keep working on paintings um but most of the time I just worked on these like small drawings and watercolors at home and I would say probably like May, June, I, I was like, I felt more comfortable just like coming here. Um, I mean, not the common areas. I just kind of like, yeah, kind of rest my way in and just, yeah. Most, I'm pretty much here by myself all the time, which is good. I have a really like fortunate situation where I'm not like sharing with a bunch of other people. Yeah. yeah so nice. it feels like, yeah, it feels like really safe. That's good. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, just such a weird, terrible time for everyone. Yeah, no, definitely. How have you been coping? Um, I, I'm very fortunate where I get to work from home. So I, I, it's kind of, I guess my life from work has blurred a little bit because now I'm just like constantly working, but, Mm -hmm. but, um, I'm not complaining. Um, but aside from that, I, I guess I just don't, you know, I'm still kind of being very cautious and, uh, just, you know, staying at home as much as possible and, and yeah you know trying to you know socially distance mm-hmm. yeah but but Matthew has been going to the gallery more often and and uh, we currently have a show up so yeah yeah well I mean I was like like August sort of but I mean yeah we had a show in February and we had like an opening like a real opening and it seemed fine, I guess. Uh, I mean, it was good, but like, you know, there was like, people were still unsure about the uh, the pandemic and stuff. And then I, I think we only were open like a week or two weeks and basically things were happening so fast that we were like really unsure of what to do. So just uh, had to, you know, ask the artist, but we had to, you know, pack the work away um so the yeah. gallery was empty up until late august which was really intense yeah, yeah because we were supposed to show you uh, uh earlier yeah. 
journey of the soul sort of thing and um, also influenced a bit by this book by Claudia Rankin and Delaney B. Lonely, where she talks a lot about, it's like more about the liver, but like the processing of like, I mean, she's writing about grief and also like post 9-11 America and racism and um, that sort of thing. Um, but I like, I really, li- I really loved um, that book. And then just looking at like this other book that I have, which is sort of about like labyrinths and spirals. It's a little hippie, but it's like really great. It has like, <laughs> <laughs> like Wait, all these like syrup. It's called, uh, it's called The Mystic Spiral. Oh, um, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I may have shown it to you. Um, yeah, it just has like all these like images from art history and like religious artifacts and all sorts of things around the world. And like, body, like the human body, mm-hmm. where like the spiral is like invoked or um, talked about and portrayed. So I was kind of thinking about all those things. And then I was like, I'm just going to make these like shapes that are like digestive tracts sculpture things. So I made, I made those. And like, again, like I don't really, I'm not like a ceramicist. Like I really don't know how to mix like glazes properly or any of that. So it's like really just like, being very loose about it and not like worrying about like if it's gonna look good um trying to make the form like really like well sculpted but like you know you can do that and then after you glaze it it can look like 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 terrible (laughs) um so I didn't I did draw some of them out ahead of time but like they don't they didn't turn out exactly like the drawings um so it's so there's like some connection between like how I make the paintings, but yeah, the ceramics are a bit like I like go I went I would go into the class and I'd have like three hours to make some things and you have to work really quickly because it'll dry. Um, there are all these like different sort of constrictions when you're working with clay. So it was for me it was like more about just like. I was like feeling a little stuck and I just wanted to like try something new just to like, so I'd feel kind of better in the studio. Um, and I did really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, again, I don't know if they're any good. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I may never show them. They're just sort of. Do you feel like this is a path you're going to go down next? Is this like a, a new iteration of, of your work? Um, I don't know. I like, I can't, the thing is, like, I can't, like, really, there's, like, all these, there's all these things I have to think about, like, it costs all this money to, like, go to a class, and, like, now there's the pandemic, like, do I really want to go to this place, like, right now, when, like, money is a concern for everyone, and, you know, it's just, but I would, I would love to just, like, play, like, I, I do you think it's, like, nice to have, like, a different thing that doesn't that I mean it's in some way it relates to like my current practice but it doesn't have to like and also just make like a bowl and mm-hmm. feel the clay and just like mm-hmm. <laughs> not think about it um 
So, yeah, I don't know if it's really, I don't really know. We'll see. I feel like I would really, I mean, I'm just assuming it. Not assuming, but I'm based on like your, your, your beautiful paintings. I'm thinking that it would be a really cool compliment if you were to explore that realm more. Yeah, I would really like to. Would it be something as, could it be something as, I mean, not to tell you what to do, obviously, but um, I, I'm, I'm just like picturing like, you know, the the spirits or like the moon faces that you were referring to, like as like a ceramic, but I don't know if it would be that literal. Right. Yeah, like so many different directions, like I could go in with that it's like it's a complete it's like such a different medium and mm-hmm. it requires like a very different skill set so I think it's like a slow process so for me it's like slow like I have to like get used to like learn the medium and like really like figure out how I want how I want to use it um like I feel like for me it's like it's hard for me to just like dive and be like I need this amazing thing and I need to show it you know I would like to keep working with it if I can. It's mm-hmm. awesome. I hope you do. Now, I was just thinking about the spiral that you're talking about, golden ratio. I've thought about that a lot in terms of universal design and everything, mm-hmm. or like mathematical designs that are like in plants and uh, cells. Yeah, it's another thing that feels like. It can feel almost like spiritual once you start noticing and seeing those things. Yeah. You're going to keep making these paintings kind of like about like Red's experience in and out of these places or do you think you'd ever make like other works or other series or you're kind of just like really like invested in this journey? Journey, yeah. I think that's where I am right now. Um, I do think, I mean, for me, like subjects and stuff, they evolve kind of slowly over time, but there are definitely certain themes that I kind of am always, that have like always sort of interested me. I mean, what I really, what I really like about like Red's narrative is that it's circular. It's not like, it's not like a hero's journey where there's like a beginning, middle and end and you can like that's not something that happens like in the paintings. I feel like they kind of like, there's a lot of like refracting and like mirroring and you don't really see a conclusion. Um, And yeah, I think I'm just, that's where I am. (laughs) But we'll see. I probably have like, probably have other ideas like scribbled down somewhere, but it's just sort of a matter of like getting through everything. Yeah. Would you consider Red like human or is it like a character or is it um, inspired by someone you, you knew or is it kind of just a image, continual image like within the series you're making? In some ways she's like an avatar, in some ways she's like a human who looks like a monster. She's sort of like a lot of different things um, and it kind of depends on where the painting is going. Um, like two, two works like in particular were like the things that like sort of 
made me want to make this character, which was one was um, Anne Carson's um, autobiography of Red, which is was like her telling of Garyon. Anne Carson, she I don't know if you're familiar with her, um, but she she's like a scholar of like Greek mythology, mm. um, and she writes poetry. That book was sort of like this like queer like coming of age story about Garyon the monster. Um, Oh. And there's sort of a road trip that like leads to a volcano and it's like really beautiful. Um beautifully written. And there's this other poet named Banu Kapil, who is also kind of like she writes a like, kind of long form poetry. It's kind of like reading a story. And in this book there's also like happens to be like this red girl. Her name name is Lalu, which means red. Like I think means red, and she is also sort of on this like road trip. She's kind of a monster. It's sort of a coming of age book. It's inmate. Some ways, it's it's really different from Garyon. So it's not based on like a Greek mythology. Um, and for her, like it's sort of like a way to talk about like diasporic stuff. <laughs> Um, she's like British Indian uh, I just really like these like vehicles of like talking about like these sort of like mythological kind of like otherworldly vehicles of talking about like re- very real things um, just yeah it's very attractive to me <laughs> so I kind of have this like all these different sort of like references that I don't know how they all fit together exactly but that's I guess that's what the paintings are for to kind of make this like new story that I'm trying to write with the paintings nice yeah yeah but and it's so hard for me to talk about sometimes um also because I'm not used to talking about my work for so long after <laughs> <laughs> <of> 2020 <laughs> no I think that's great I think I just like bit in my head you know so <laughs> I'm like wait what do I think about this <laughs> no same about you know not only just communicating other than outside of like my usual work life so mm-hmm. no it's really interesting to hear your inspirations Matthew do you have any more questions just kind of like light questions, you know, like, um, like what do you enjoy to do? What's your sign? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Taurus. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So is Matthew. Yeah. Also a Taurus. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm an Aries. Oh. <laughs> I'm a nice Aries. Aries is good. <laughs> yeah. Aries is good. Aries is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know your moon? My moon is Sagittarius, I think. Oh, fun. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, I don't know the time I was born, so we kind of think I might be Leo, but we're not really sure. Because you know how you're supposed oh. to put like a, like, uh, I think it's like midnight or like noon, I think. Right. Uh, time of birth. But I mean, it changes. They can kind of figure it out based on where you're born, though. Except, yeah, except for your rising. And it's like the location and time is like important for. Yeah, for the birth chart, for sure. Yeah. 
But I think if you don't, if you don't know the time you're born, you put midnight and then, but, but, uh, whatever the results are, you can't look at the rising because that is not your true rising usually from what I read. (laughs) I see. I was actually thinking about some of your paintings and how they kind of have this sort of, um, I don't want to say look, but they kind of remind me of like, like animation a little bit. Like early oh, animations. Um, my, my partner is an animator. <laughs> oh, that you say that. Huh. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and because of that, it, I always—well, not always, but I—in the back of my head, at least, I, you know, subtly think about like uh, cinema as well. So I was just wondering if, if these are oh. the paintings are kind of cinematic. Or if if you are actually like really into film and cinema, um, just curious about that. I do love film. Um, I, I don't know if I'd say like a film buff because I don't think I'm an expert enough <laughs> to say that. But um, yeah, I do love movies. Um, I love like science fiction too. And I think that like some of that imagery it's like has like the colors and stuff maybe has some kind of influence but um like I loved and no one no one else likes this movie but I loved Annihilation um which is like the I don't know have you seen that one? Oh yeah I finally saw it with uh Natalie Portman yeah I like I read the books like I love this and it was like after I had made like a lot of this work but I feel like it really I, don't know, I felt like a real, real connection, like connection to it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I want to see that again. Actually. Yeah, it was great. I don't know. I like. I like. There's like this other movie. I was. I really have been like sort of like trying to find movies and that kind of relate to like loss and grieving and that sort of thing. I feel like it kind of informs like the way I think about. I work and I don't know, I'm just like drawn to it. So it's like this other movie, The Apartment, which is from the 50s. It's like another really great like depiction of like loneliness. It's like a new, it's like a New York movie, like directed by Billy Wilder. I think it's like a really good like, like it's kind of a comedy. It's like a Christmas time movie, but it's like there's like people kind of grappling with like their lives not being what they want them to be and, you know, all that stuff. Um, say, like, 50s, um, sort of disillusioned and kind of story. Um, yeah, I, I feel like cinematic makes sense for kind of, like, composition and, like, the way, like, things move um, throughout the paintings. Mm-hmm. There's, like, something... Yeah, I guess I, I see the animation thing for sure. That's interesting, Matt, that you picked up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm always uh, Bernadette and I are also film enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we both like sci-fi a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I haven't seen Annihilation. I also heard mixed feelings from people about it. You know, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. But um. Yeah, I I've only really heard mixed feelings. <laughs> like, 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 
so there's like some dialogue in it where it's like this is kind of like I don't love that but <laughs> as a whole I love the movie <laughs> Well, Anjali, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this podcast. We really appreciate it. And we are so excited to have your work at Y2K. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Opening October 17th. Yes. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I hope you were. I hope you thought this was okay. I hope you thought I was like, <laughs> so, like I'm like not. I'm, I sometimes I feel like I sound super inarticulate. So. <laughs> no, not at all. You sounded fine. <laughs> thank you again. We really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Take care. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.